But I have a goddaughter. She's 18 months old, and um, she was adopted by my friend when she was three months old after her biological mother, who was originally from Malawi, gave birth to her in South Africa and put her up for adoption. Now, it was a private adoption, one of hundreds across the country every day. But should my friend want to adopt a child with Malawian heritage again, she will have a problem because apparently recently children like her are really battling to get documentation in this country. And while there are adoptive parents ready to take these kids home, they sit in institutions waiting for the paperwork and they're called the nowhere children. Mandy Schuld is determined to take up the fight for these children and she joins us. Mandy Schuld is determined to take up the fight for these children and she joins us in studio now. Mandy, it's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. Can you start by just chatting about how you got involved in this fight? Well, that's um, something I was just reflecting on. How did I land here? <laughs> um, there's a social worker that knows about me and that knows that I'm doing um, family law. That's actually my speciality is family law. And then two years ago, I got approached by a family in Pretoria who was struggling for about two years to get an unabridged birth certificate for their adopted son. Um, He was born from a foreign parent or biological parent. And Home Affairs was not issuing that papers or the birth certificate. So we wrote letters of demand, got ignored, wrote more letters of demand, got ignored. And then we eventually approached the Pretoria court in June 2015. Now, we got an order there against Home Affairs that these actions of not issuing birth certificates was unconstitutional and unlawful. And the court was ordering them to pay the costs on the attorney and client scale. Now, that is a punitive cost order. Normally, in normal circumstances, there's a party and party scale, which is much less. So attorney and client is is really the court wasn't happy with the conduct. Mm. Um, And then here and there, I had more clients approaching me. We write letters of demand. Because you're an adopted mother yourself. I am. And um, then they, um, they did issue, some they didn't issue. Then there was a different type of case where the adoptive parent was a foreigner. And then again, we didn't get response. We didn't get response. Between the adopting parents and us, we had 44 interactions with home affairs. For one child? For one child. Um, It was letters of demand. My clients went in how many times? They spoke to the top people at home affairs in Pretoria how many times? Until we eventually had to bring an application again. Last year, so we won. And in the, the meantime, meantime, what's happening with the child and the adoptive parents? Well, they stuck because the child is on um, the medical aid on the previous name. They didn't. They couldn't go overseas. My client had parents in in uh, the UK who were sick, so they wanted to visit. They couldn't visit if they don't leave the child behind. Now, which parent will leave their child behind? Mm. So, um, we won that case as well again with a cost order. Now, that was a relatively easy case, and the cost granted against home affairs was just under 40,000 rand, and that wasn't even defended. But with all the interactions that we had to do, advocates' cost to get this through Mm. court was just under 40,000 rand. So again, I didn't mind much, okay, it's another case, it's another case. And then about 10 days ago, 
um, I got a phone call from somebody, similar case, adopt, a foreign adopting parent can't get a birth certificate. Next call, foreign child can't get a birth certificate. And so in a matter of a week, I have 11 of those cases, which we now have sent letters of demand, so on the process of le- sending letters of demand. And then, you know, it just started, there's a pattern here. So we, I sent my associate to go to court and find out what is going at court. And um, there was over 200 cases against home affairs just in the motions court. That means it's undefended cases. It's the, uh, the, the motion court is the one that you normally see in the newspapers. Mm. So 200 cases. Now, let's say we're very conservative and say that, that only costs about 30,000 rand. What's it ta- costing the taxpayer? <coughs> and um, Excuse me. so, you know, the, the situation is, it looks like we're sitting with various categories. Um, a social worker contacted me. They've got the alien birth certificates. Um, and basically what that means is this child doesn't get an ID number. So let's go back to the, the foreign kids. Yes. Children that are born in South Africa to a foreign birth mother yes and are then given up for adoption yes what happens to that child next well if the child gets up for adoption um, in the meantime the child is in the institution if the child was registered within the 30 days then they may be lucky to to get a handwritten um, ID number or a a certificate what they call an alien certificate or they um, are issued, if it's a South African child, they get an ID number. So that But at the moment, the problem is that those ID numbers are not being issued. That is part of the problem that we're sitting with. Now, it seems like Home Affairs can do it, the alien with foreign children or adopt, um, abandoned children. I don't completely agree with abandoned children because those children can be born from South African parents. It, they are born in South Africa and they don't have parents. This child is either given through a wall or they're dumped in the bush or they're dumped in a bin. child is just lucky to be alive or left at somebody's door. So that is for me a huge contravention of human rights because the Constitution say that every child is entitled to an identity and a name. So, you know, what happens to that child? And, um, you know, if you look at the, the UNICEF um, statistics, there's 18.5 million children in South Africa. Of that 18.5 million, there's, according to UNICEF statistics of 2014, end of 2014, 3 million are in foster care, which means... It's a staggering statistic. It's 17%. Now, if anybody has read the book, The Tipping Point, which is scary... Mm. We are there. And the social impact that this will have in the future is enormous. Now, we don't know how many of that 3 million have identities who don't have identities. Most of them are adoptable. What we know for sure is about 700,000 of those kids are adoptable, which means they don't have parents. Of that 700,000, 1,685 was adopted. Out of 700,000. Out of 700,000. 1,650. And what has happened 
to the other over 680,000. That's the question. Where are they? Because what we also could find is about 50,000 legally registered um, foster homes in South Africa. Is it 50,000 or is it a place for 50,000? I'm unsure now. But these, how many thousand kids, or three thousand, uh, million kids in, in foster care. So if you look at the Children's Act, if a child is in foster care, every two years that foster care agreement needs to, or order needs to be relooked. So basically that child is either moved or they stay where they are, but not on a permanent basis. So if you look at the emotional, psychological, spiritual um, impact of that on the children, we're heading for a disaster. One of the social workers told me that she's got a child of four. She had that child since birth. Mm. Can't get a, a um, registration for that child. They've been trying for four years to get that child registered. In that time, she had three adopting parents for them, for that child. Mm. She's still in the institution. She she's had three potentials. From birth. She could and she's have now four years old, which is yes. it's three, the major three years, years of yes. development. Yes. And that, she says, is because Home Affairs Has is not issuing the documentation. Yes, yes. Um, the, the other problem that seems to happen is when a child is abandoned child, for example, or a foreign child, is registered um, after the 30 days. There's now a form that you need to complete for the late registration. It goes in a, in a pile. The uh, supervisor of Cape Town now needs to have an interview with the social worker and the child. Now, why? I don't understand well, why. Well, the child can't speak. It's a baby. Mm. Um, of the nine children I have in this category, most of them, I think two of them, are the age they can speak. The rest are babies. So why? What do you want to do with that child? When you register a child, the birth, you don't need footprints. Or maybe you do. I don't know if they want to make that applicable. I know if you apply for uh, unabridged as a, as a, um, a parent, then you know they take footprints of the little mm. child. But you want to bring a class action on what basis? To fight for what? Well, the High Court already said that you have to issue birth certificates to children born from foreign parents and you have to issue a birth certificate with a parent who is a foreigner. And it's not happening. And and we there's a court order. Home affairs are in contempt of court. Have you approached home affairs? We're writing them letters of demand almost daily now. And the response? No response. <laughs> There's no response. As well, I said, out of uh, how many cases have I done in the past? Let's say about 10 cases. Um, we did have some response. They, they took a bit longer, but at least we didn't have to, take, to, to bring a court application. Mm. They just phoned the parents to say, come and fetch your certificates. So it seems like the letters of demand started working. But my question is, what about those parents who cannot afford an attorney? And mm. there are many of them that cannot do that. And it is, um, you know, it's, it's a, 
The other thing that, that's really bothering me, there's an adoption agency that tried to do an action uh, last year. Not a class action. It was more like a um, – uh, what's the word? Um, uh, they, anyway, they, they got 100 names of parents. They did a report of their stories and had a personal conversation with the Deputy Minister of Home Affairs and asked them, please help us to just get a process so that all the Home Affairs are working the same, so that people know, do you apply with all the pay- everything at once or do you go one, 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 one and go to Home Affairs five, six times to get the same mm. result in the end? And they were absolutely ignored. So No response on behalf no of 100 parents? No response whatsoever. So I'm waiting for that report because we, we do want to use that in our so way So at the forward. moment you are representing nine children. 22 children. 20, you're up to, okay, so 22, 22 children. 22 children. Where are those children now? Nine of them are in institutions and the rest are, with, are placed with parents. And the nine in the institutions? They are all over the country. Um, and they can't, nothing can happen with them until they until get their documentation. They get the documents because the alien certificates that's been, that's been issued, um, people don't want to adopt those kids because it takes too long for them to get the birth certificates and they need to travel. Many parents are now in a position that they come from other places in the world, they need to travel. Mm. Sometimes their work forces them to travel. We've got missionaries that um, are in this position. They, they've got three children born in South Africa. They are from the UK, uh, or the US, the US, I think. And they can't go back. <laughs> the children are born here. They can't go back. Because they and can't there's be, no indication of when they might be able to go back. No. No. Well, Mandy, thank you so much. I know this is a story that we're going to um, keep updating people on about developments, um, and uh, and we certainly are going to get reaction from the Department of Home Affairs.